What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 62. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I am sadly not joined today by Travis, my typical other co-host. He is MIA on a bachelor party in the wilderness, and he wanted me to make sure to tell you guys just how not fun uh, he was not <laughs> that he was going to have, how much unfun he was going to have in the wilderness, but I'm joined by a very special guest host today. I'm joined by Mr. Ryan Betson from the For the Players podcast via the Pop Culturist in Australia. Got a little down under flavor on the show this week for you guys. And Ryan, I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for being on the show and filling in for Travis. But uh, how are you? How goes how goes things? I, I'm very well. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on here, dude. I really appreciate it. Um, so I've been listening to the show uh, a little for a little while now. I kind of I was, you know, as you, as you do, you kind of scout the competition. I see what else is out there. <laughs> and I came across the show and I was like, hey, what's this? What's this one? And I checked it out. I'm like, no, nah, this shit rocks. And then, uh, yeah, eventually I reached out to you on Twitter and we were just chatting. And yeah, um, yeah, and we kind of went from there. But no, yeah, thank you for having me on. This is, this is good fun. Look, I will, I, will, I will admit I am like a little worse for wear today. Oh. Because uh, I, I, only because I did, because uh, here in Australia, we, or here in Victoria in Australia specifically, we are on our seventh lockdown. Oh, shit. So we're not going anywhere or doing anything. <laughs> so my, I had a friend of mine was their birthday last night. So we did uh, classy Zoom trivia. So we had to dress up, do trivia, and then, well, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much as, as simple as it could be. We got dressed up. We we all sat and drank in our own houses, did trivia, and had a ton of fun. <laughs> that's awesome. You gotta you gotta make the best of it. I uh, that's it. Yeah, and you know, so we're we're in a totally different situation. Not totally different, but we're in a different situation here in the states. I mean, I, I don't know if you keep up with American news at all, but we're just full steam ahead, right? Like nobody's stopping us, especially where the part of the country that we live. We're just kind of full blown, like whatever. I mean, some people are worried about it. Some people really aren't, rightly or wrongly. As a vaccinated person myself, it still makes me nervous. Like my wife and I, we still don't really eat out at restaurants very much. We 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 do to go and carry out and that sort of thing. So I can't imagine being locked down, you know, six or seven times. So I'm sure that's tough altogether. But so you're about 14 hours ahead, correct? From me? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, on the button. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I sent you a message on Twitter earlier and uh, just saying, Hey, here's the, here's the show notes, you know, that, that I normally do. If you know, whatever, if you want to look at them, that's cool. If not, that's cool too. And you, you, I didn't expect to get a response from you. I expected you to be asleep and you wrote back, you're like, Hey man, uh, yeah, it's, it's about quarter till four here. Uh, doing a little <laughs> drinking. And I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be awesome. So I didn't know if I was going to get hung over Ryan or what, or what, but either way it was going to be gold. No, like for so, uh, like a bit of a fun fact that I that I discovered actually. Uh, so anyone that anyone that has checked out my social media or whatever, like I, I've been on this big weight loss journey. Um, yeah. Or over the last couple of years, uh, like year and a year and a bit. So, 
Uh, part of that is, uh, you know, I, I, there are certain things that I don't um, drink anymore. Okay. So for context, I've, I've lost uh, just under 80 pounds mm. for you guys. Uh, yeah, so I, can just, I don't drink beer or any of that sort of stuff anymore. I only drink like whiskey with uh, with the Coke, no sugar, the no, the no sugar version. Mm-hmm. And never, I mean, I'm yet to have a gnarly hangover since I switched to the no sugar. It's the sugar, man. It's what wrecks you. Interesting. Okay. You, go, you can go hard and you come out clean. It's a f- absolutely unnecessary and not PlayStation fact, but. <laughs> of course. So are you a, are you a bourbon guy? Uh, I have been. Yeah, I have okay. been since I've made this shift away from uh, wait, 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 from the beers. So gotcha. You know, because obviously beers are very Australian. Yeah. So I, it feels a little dirty, but uh, please, please say Fosters. Fosters. Yeah. But see, see, this is one of the. This, right, there's a bunch of things that are very like I've got a couple of mates over in um in Columbus in Ohio. Oh, nice. And um. And when I first met them, they asked all those questions like, you know, this and that and like Foster's. I'm like, no one fucking drinks Foster's. <laughs> I think I heard you guys talk about that. It's literally just like a uh, uh, like our export. Like <laughs> no one here wants it. So uh, we just fuck it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It's like this big big thing in America is everybody's like, oh, Foster's, you know, Australian for beer. And then you all don't yeah. even fucking like it. No, but it's, it's that same thing as like, I remember because uh, I used to work in a, in a liquor chain here for a while yeah and i remember when like paps blue ribbon was a thing oh it's dog when shit I, when i got yeah when i got yeah i know right i got brought over here as like this craft beer and everyone should give it a burl you know it's this new <laughs> it's this new beer from america and then i remember shortly after watching the episode of like um south park where they're talking about like <laughs> kenny's parents getting hopped up on paps and punching each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah pbr i mean that's just horse piss, basically. <laughs> so even that like budweiser is considered like an expensive beer here oh really and yeah, and you guys can get like a sixer for eight bucks or whatever. Like yeah. here it's like 25, 30. Holy shit. Okay. Interesting. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Well, anyway, that, uh, I promise that we are a PlayStation podcast. Uh, and no, we, Travis and I usually get together every week and we discuss all of the news, rumors, new games, and a lot more in the world of PlayStation. And we post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world like the ones you're listening on right now. And we also post on YouTube as well, where we occasionally put some game streams and clips up as well. Like this week, I streamed some Riders Republic beta and shared that on there. So if that interests you, check that out. If you guys want to talk with us, you can find us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, where Ryan and I discovered each other by the grace of the Twitter algorithm gods almost. And if you guys enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, review, share, and all of that good stuff. And Without further ado, let's jump right into the news here, Ryan. And we've got uh, surprisingly quite a bit this week. Yeah, it, it has been a, a big week. So yeah, as, yeah. as being a, a, a pod host myself, the last couple of weeks have just been absolute ball, ball bags. Yeah. But, uh, it's so good to actually have a lot to chat about. Agreed. Here we go. Number one, Gamescom opening night live took place on Wednesday. And here's a rundown of all the PlayStation relevant news from the show. First off, and this is really in just a very loose order of how I remember them being in the show, so they're not necessarily perfectly in order, but if you uh, anything interests you, Ryan, feel free to interrupt me at any point yeah. and we'll talk. First here, King of Fighters 15 kicked off the pre-show and was announced to release on February the 17th on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge will come to consoles sometime in 2022 and feature April O'Neil as a playable character, which is awesome. 
A Saints Row reboot was announced by Deep Silver Volition via cinematic trailer. The game takes place in a fictional American Southwest city called Santo Alesso, I believe, that's how you say that, and features an entirely new cast of characters. Through a series of post-reveal interviews, we also learned that the game features a character creator, full co-op support, the return of gang territories, and a criminal enterprise system where players buy properties to grow their empire. The open-world sandbox game will launch on PS4 and PS5 on February 25th. Man, I'm keen as a hell. Yes. Yeah, talk to me. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I was very lucky. I didn't actually know about this probably about two-ish, three-ish weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, so just by the, the nature of, of, of being in the biz here and obviously yeah. with Australia being a lot more quieter uh, in terms of, <laughs> of uh, games press, it's real... Like, much, it's much easier to get to get info when you need, like to speak to the right people. So, oh, sweet. yeah. So I've known I've known about this for for a little while, which is great because I, I do think that Saints Row is certainly a series that need that needed a reboot. Like after those four games, it kind of got a little bit silly. Like it, it it has always been silly, yeah. But it kind of went to this uh, untether untetherable weirdness, like yeah, nonsense. Not like. Yeah, when you had like the grounding of Grand Theft Auto and then you had like what was supposed to be the grounded yet ridiculous uh, Saints Row to kind of counteract it as, mm-hmm. uh, as as GTA went down a more serious route. Uh, it was that really nice counterbalance. But then they just sort of went a little, a little bit too much and then it kind of went out of control. And I'm glad they're, <laughs> they're starting again, bringing it back because if we're not going to be seeing GTA 6 for at least a handful of years, give us something within that. Even if it's a, yeah, some sort of GTA clone to sort of tide people over in that interim. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it got pretty silly, pretty nonsensical, which that's always been, like you said, it's always been kind of the shtick of that series, you know, but I definitely enjoyed, <clears throat> I definitely enjoyed one, two, and three. I don't remember if I ever even actually played four, but I know I played the hell out of the other three. And, I, you know, they teased this over the weekend before opening night live and that really piqued my interest. And so, but when they showed the trailer during the show, actually, I was like, Holy shit, this looks awesome. And then really what honestly, what got me more excited wasn't even really the trailer because, uh, Travis also wanted me to make sure that I said this, that cinematic trailers are worthless in his opinion. And, uh, (laughs) but what really got me more excited was reading kind of the post reveal, you know, interviews that I mentioned, um, like one with Washington post and, figuring out that, you know, you're you can have the criminal enterprise system and you can buy businesses and like, you know, put money into them and you can kind of have like this breaking bad, like Lois Poyos Hermanos thing going yeah. on and all that stuff. So dude, that, that sounds awesome. And the fact that they're kind of dialing it back a little bit and grounding it just a little bit more, I think is also something that it needed. So, uh, I'm there, man. I'm, I'm in for this for sure. Uh, it looks fantastic. I'm very keen. Yeah. Very, very keen. Also, developer Firaxis Games revealed their previously leaked a new game called Marvel's Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns features a player-customized protagonist who teams up with notable Marvel characters like Wolverine, Iron Man, and Captain Marvel in what Firaxis describes as a single-player tactics RPG. Hmm. This looks dope. Yeah. I, I, so I need to see some gameplay. Yeah, that is a big part of it because it, it it gives off this weird, almost uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance sort of feel mm-hmm. um, with having all the characters come together and uh, well, with it being a cinematic trailer, as uh, as Travis said, <laughs> that means shit. Uh-huh. So, like at least from that trailer, I was like, all right, I kind of like where this is going, and yeah. knowing that Marvel have have gone out of their way to really seek out 
good people to develop their games. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> within reason, aside from like, you know, uh, the, the Avengers game. But <laughs> like they, they have put thought into where it's gone. So part of me thinks uh, I'm reasonably confident on this. Yeah. I, I, other than I just want to be. <laughs> sure. I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing to back it up. But when when you've got the likes, when you got when you got Firaxis and, and their their work is is in like XCOM and stuff like mm. that, I'm expecting this to be a very XCOM similar game, uh, which does have that Ultimate Alliance feel. So my my gut feeling was kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, gimme. Because yeah, seeing like Wolverine and he's like you know brown and yellow. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, Doc Strange in there as well. Like it's ticking all these boxes for me. And I'm like, yeah. So did you see the, or have you read, excuse me, have you read any of the stuff that has said after the fact that, that like, it kind of leans into the RPG systems of it in terms of like between, I guess, battles or whatever, you're talking with the characters in your party and you're getting story that way and you're making decisions and it affects your relationships with the, with Wolverine or Iron Man or whoever, and therefore it affects how the game plays out and the battles. Have you seen that? Have you heard that? Uh, I have I, I've skimmed over it a little bit, but I've, I've not yeah. dived in too hard. For me, personally, um, uh, the, the way I approach sort of these game game news and games reveals is probably a little bit different. Like I uh, I try not to I gather the information that, that I'm given mm. um, by the by the means that I have, uh, and then I'm, I don't really go out searching. I kind of go, yep, cool. I will get to that information when it's when it's announced. If that makes sense. I mean, like yeah. I'll, I'll follow the right path because. I, I, I look. I'm working in the in the biz for about like seven years now. Like I am pretty fucking cynical, so <laughs> you know, I uh, I I, fi- I find times to get excited, or I, yeah. I second I uh, <clears throat> I second guess a lot of this shit as it happens. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll wait on that one. We'll wait and see more. Sure, we'll go from there. No, that's fair. That's totally. I love that. I love that idea though. Like that that uh, building relationships with with the with the uh, other you know Marvel uh, characters is is. Admit. Yeah, I, I mean that's fair. I, I, I'm very intrigued. What, what I'll say is I'm intrigued by this. I'm a tactics game fan. Um, love tactical games, love strategy games. So this, this is this seems like this is headed up my alley. But I'm, I want to see more first. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll, I'll, then I'll make a decision. Once again, more outside of a cinematic trailer. There you go. <laughs> also, Call of Duty Vanguard debuted nearly 10 minutes of gameplay from the single-player campaign featuring actress Laura Bailey as protagonist Polina, who is apparently based on a real uh, soldier from World War II. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about that, but just was like more Call of Duty to me. Yeah. Cult of the Lamb, a new roguelike adventure game from Devolver Digital, was announced with a gameplay trailer, and it will come to PlayStation consoles sometime in 2022. Isometric action brawler game Midnight Fight Express shared a gameplay trailer. The game, which is being made by one person, a Polish father, will release on PS4 in the summer of 2022. And this game looks fucking dope. I don't know if you saw this one or not, but it looks like an isometric Sifu almost, uh, that game that's coming out. And very John Wick, uh, very very John Wick-like vibes. Looks awesome. Splitgate Season 0 launched during the show alongside a big update featuring a 100 rank battle pass, which seems excessive, but it also comes with a new mode called Infection and a new map called Carmen Station. Um, I'm yet to actually check out Splitgate. It was oh. just, I, was, uh, I think very similar. I think Travis made the same point as well. I was like, everyone's excited about it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I did, uh, I did get sucked into the hype. Uh, I don't... <laughs> 
I, I eventually caved because they announced that they had had t- like 10 million players or whatever. So I was like, ah, I actually, I had downloaded it and then decided that I, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to fool with it. I don't want to play Halo on PlayStation. That's what I told myself. So I downloaded it. I took the time to download it. I deleted it. And then a week later, re-downloaded it and actually said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I did. And it's actually a really awesome game. I I I would recommend trying it. And it's obviously very Halo. Um, but the portal mechanic that they add is very, it's a, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air in a way. I was a little bit hungry for a shooter, like a first person shooter. So, uh, it scratched an itch. I got Travis on it as well. And I think he actually ended up enjoying it. So he started off not wanting any part, but ended up liking it. Well, cause look, this, this is likely a controversial statement, but, um, I don't really think Halo multiplayer is that good. Mm, okay. No, that's fair. So- like having not grown up uh, with an Xbox at all, oh. or played much Halo growing up, I, like I said, my my history is very much PlayStation. This isn't me doing the PlayStation versus Xbox bullshit, but like it's just that when I have played the Halo multi, I, I'm just like I I don't fucking feel it. Yeah, like it's just it didn't land for me at, at the time or even now. So the idea of it, like if the big selling point of it is it's a Halo shooter, I'm like, mm. nah. Mm. Like the portal part tends, is to me does sound fantastic. That, that is a great little switch up uh, to standard um, to standard gameplay. And I love, and I think you were discussing it in the, sh- in the show last week how you'll use it as a way to sort of flank people and get behind them. Yeah, um, which I th- which is really cool because it, it that kind of adds that same level of stress that say uh, 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 Rainbow Six Siege would deliver. Mm-hmm. In that you know you you're never actually safe in a corner somewhere. Yeah, uh, and I really quite like that as an idea. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. If you if you are not and if you're not a fan of Halo, you meaning the royal you, anyone. If you're not a fan of Halo, then you're probably not going to find much to like about this game. Which that's not to say that I'm a Halo fan per se, but I did play it. You know, growing up, um, friends had Xbox, played it them but more so for the co-op campaign and stuff. But the bones of the game are definitely, I mean, Halo, um, no doubt. But I was surprised by it. I, I didn't want to like it, but I ended up liking it quite a bit. So, But with that said, I don't know that I'll continue playing it like once something like Battlefield 2042 comes out. You know what I mean? So mm. we'll see. Also, a new soccer simulation game called UFL was announced. It comes from new developer Strikers Inc., and it will allow players to create their own football clubs made up of more than 5,000 licensed players from across the world. Strikers Inc. claims the game will not include any pay-to-win elements and will instead focus on player skill. A release date is said to be announced soon, and the game will be free to play on all major gaming consoles when it launches. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I wonder. For for a brand new developer Mm -hmm. making a brand new uh, soccer game, like when they say five thousands licensed players, we are we talking yeah. the big dudes here, or have they just picked up all the like, all the minor leagues across the world? Like, yeah, because there's, there's a, like there's a lot of new things here, which I I presume unless they're backed by someone huge, there is yeah. no way they're gonna be able to get all the all the big guys. That's a great point because it's all honestly the success of that game is going to hinge on the players that they get, and I've already seen stuff online about this game. People said, well, wow, they don't have any of the licensed team kits like i don't have any interest in playing it if i can't wear you know whoever's kits or whatever Mm. you know and like i've seen that and that might not be the majority of people because it is the internet but to your point if if it's five thousand people who nobody's ever heard of or aren't some of the you know the most well-known guys i don't i don't know how well that goes over also five thousand sounds like a lot 
that's kind of not, but it's really kind of not right in the world of soccer. Cause it's such a global sport, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess, but I think they're, I think they're making that game on unreal engine five, maybe. So well, at least we'll look, at least we'll look good. Yeah. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga reappeared at the show as well with a new gameplay trailer. The saga will launch sometime in the spring of 2022 on PS4 and PS5. Outlast Trials was was announced and will be the third entry in the first-person survival horror series from developer Red Barrels from Canada. This new entry moves into multiplayer territory and will feature co-op for up to four players. No shot on playing this game. None. Uh, yeah, like, see, uh, from the trailer itself, it... it- it did. It did look good in the way that <clears throat> Outlast One was very was stuck within that asylum. It was mm-hmm. very locked and closed. And then the second uh, Outlast was a bit more open, as you're running a lot of open space. I'm glad they're returning to uh, that closed scenario, like a closed uh, arena, for lack of a better of a word, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the fear did get a little bit lost when they opened it up. Mm. Only because you you just find you just found yourself running across vast distances to get away or find the nearest place you can hide. Like that game works on that immediate uh, immediate pressure and that immediate fear. Right. So you, you like when something happens, you like fuck, and you got to hide straight away. If you can just fang it away from everyone, yeah, uh, it suddenly is less uh, uh, like foreboding. You know, what I mean, like there's always like every because if it's a big open space, you will see shit before it comes, presumably. When you're walking around a, a tight building, like every corner becomes horrifying. I'm, I say that I'm not going to play this, not because it doesn't look good or anything like that, but because I don't play horror games. I'm too much of a pansy. Like I'm out. And uh, Travis is the same. Honest, and actually, the first um, Outlast, which I think was a PlayStation Plus game or something on PS4, way back when, he and I tried to pass the controller back and forth and play the first Outlast, and it just scared the shit out of both of us. So. Uh, we just, it's just not for us. Yeah. I, I, I'm not the best when it comes to horror games either. Like I, I think that I'm going to write, I'm like, yeah, no, I can do this. I probably don't want to do it anymore. That happens a lot. Yeah. Also South Korean developer Pearl Abyss shared a new gameplay trailer for open world creature collection, action adventure game, Doke V. I think that's how you say that. The game was previously revealed as an MMO in 2019, but the developer shared that they have since taken the game in a different direction. And this game really caught me by surprise, man. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this one, but I, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it looks really intriguing. It looks really awesome. What, what is it that tickled your fans specifically? Well, honestly, I don't. I think it's okay. I think it's maybe the art style. Hmm. I think it's maybe the open world nature of it, and then it's just something different from what I'm used to in terms of it's it's i want to say it's a pokemon game but it's not it's not really a pokemon game pokemon game it's just i don't know it's something i'm not really used to playing and uh, it's i think that just the biggest thing for me is the art style and the graphics are so striking together and i'm i don't know if you keep up with pearl abyss at all i think this is part of it for me too but pearl abyss is making three games that are super interesting this one and then also the crimson desert game um, and there's another game that they're working on called Plan 8. And all three of the games that they're working on are just like really visually stunning to me. And it almost it almost seems like they're not real, but uh, I know that they made that Black Desert kind of MMO game. So obviously they are making real games. But yeah, I don't know. I, this kind of caught me by surprise. It seemed to catch a lot of people by surprise. Did you, were you not feeling it or have you not seen this yet? 
<clears throat> like the art style itself doesn't really interest me. So when I mm. when I saw it, I was like, eh. But I do appreciate its vibrancy. Yeah, like it, it, like it is very bright. It's very colorful. It's giving. It actually gives me quite a lot of uh, Splatoon vibes mm. without the um the weird tentacles. Yeah, which is good. But I like it. Yeah, like and also like when it comes to like creature collections, you know, having played Pokemon for the better part of like twenty x amount of years now mm-hmm. like i i have kind of uh soured on that uh that <laughs> that style of game yeah it's because because the pokemon's lack to innovate and change mm. and with everyone being like oh well that's what's successful like there are some that, that do it differently and i'd like to think this is but this is the art style is cool but it is a little it might just be a little bit too uh asian influence for me like i'm yeah. not a big fan of that art styles but uh personally yeah uh, that that does kind of detract me yeah it it definitely has that uh look to it that influence as you said as you know if you want to say that so i i get that too but i'm interested i but it's also one of those games that i want to see more of um to be sure so Jurassic World Evolution 2 will launch on PS4 and PS5. They announced the show. It'll come on November the 9th, and it is available now for pre-order. The game will add marine and flying creatures for the first time, as well as a traditional sandbox game mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So this, a mate of mine, uh, Dylan, he, uh, he, this is the game that's keeping him alive during lockdown. <laughs> really? like, uh, as in, he's just been playing the living fuck out of the first game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he, I, when I, <clears throat> I sent him this and I've, look, I've at least got him until November. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've helped push him through. So Good. thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Gamescom. <laughs> so I've always, the first one, like I've had it on my wish list for a while and it's all, it's like constantly now at this point, like 10 bucks. I just never pulled the trigger, but like those types of games like that, surviving Mars, um, you know, like city skylines, these management, like sim games, like those are some of my favorite, but I just haven't yeah. tried the first one, but I mean, hell at this point, I might as well wait for the second one and see what it's about. Yeah, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, those management style sims. Like farming games, as an example, uh, that's my shit. Oh, really? Like that, that, that. Yeah, yeah. I love farming games. Like that, they are my zen. They are they are the games I I I. Whenever whenever I'm need a pick me up, I I I go and uh, play Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons or something. That's kind of my my go to. Oh, okay. Uh, But that comes that with with this as well. Like it, it does have that same level of like. You know, you get to kind of lock in, you get stuck in the minutia of, mm. of running the park, which kind of is, is that great sort of repetition, but not having to think scenario. Yeah. So it is, it does become like that, you know, uh, like, yeah, roller coaster, roller coaster tycoon, et cetera. City, you know, Sim City, City Skylines, except like the attractions can fucking eat people. So that, that part <laughs> is pretty fun because they do, they, they escape out of the cages and stuff and. Um, you know, you got to make sure to not put certain animal, certain dinos near other dinos because they'll just break through that fucking fence and eat each other. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to think. The last, I guess, Planet Coaster is the last like management game that I played on PS5, and uh, it's it's fine, but I feel like it's missing a little something. So maybe this, maybe this one, maybe Jurassic World Evolution Two will scratch the itch for me. I don't know. Well, it depends. If, if you're if you're a hard on if you got a hard on for the for the Jurassic uh, franchise, then it probably will work for you. I, are you a, are you a fan of the Jurassic? Uh, I'm too? a I'm a passive fan. Like I've seen seen the movies, but it's not. You know, I think I'm the guy who well, you and I both. You know, we grew up with the originals. I think I think you and I are similar in age. So the the originals to me are really where it's at. So I don't know. I, I guess in a way, yes, but also not so much. 
like now that I'm older, I don't know, but I'm going to keep my eye on it. If it gets reviewed well, I'll probably give it a shot. Also, Vampire the Masquerade at Blood Hunt shared a new gameplay trailer and announced that it would launch in early access on Steam on September the 7th. However, German Game Ratings Board USK has listed the third-person free-to-play Battle Royale game for a PlayStation 5 release as well, although they haven't mentioned that at all. It's interesting. Tropico 6 developer Limbic Entertainment announced a new theme park management game, here we go, called Park Beyond, and shared that it will launch sometime next year on PlayStation 5. This game actually, at first, I wasn't totally into it, but then I read a little bit, uh, like I did on a lot of these, after the fact, and they're basically trying to go for Roller Coaster Tycoon, but you don't have to have all these rules of like how rides and roller coasters work. So all like all the safety is sort of gone. Yeah, basically is my understanding of it, which sounds kind of fun. Uh that it's even more over the top than something like Planet Coaster or whatever the case is. So uh I'm also I'm also loving that management games are really like becoming a thing. Like we have so many now that are coming out or have come out and on console specifically I know they're you know, there's shit tons upon shit tons on PC. Like I get that, but on console really pleases me greatly that we're getting so many of these. Well, spot on because with the, with the management games, it is very difficult to translate to a controller Yeah, because the amount of inputs, the amount of the, 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 the amount of individual key presses and controls is, is near exhausting on, on a controller. Yeah. So as, as developers are getting better at bringing them across, we are going to see more and more and more like, because that's always been the the biggest biggest hiccup is you you try to play it and you're like this is dumb I actually need a mouse here this is this is unplayable yeah some do it really well and some are just shit you know and I'm trying to think of one I mean Surviving Mars did it really well um, Planet Coaster was fine Two Point Hospital which I've played as well in, oh, in, yeah. in the recent God, pa- lo- yeah yeah Two Point is brilliant and it's really well played on the um on the con- on consoles it is Two Point Campus is high on my list for next year it looks awesome Ooh, yeah give me yeah I want it so bad <laughs> like, I, look admittedly I kind of forgot the Two Point Campus was a thing yeah so you just got me all excited again I really appreciate it <laughs> you're welcome I, I think all this all they've said at this point is 2022 I don't think they've actually said like spring spring yeah, summer just 2022 yeah yeah because yeah, my yeah my brain goes cool that news is in I will uh I will consider that in 2022 <laughs> I mean there, dude so much is coming out in 2022 you you almost oh, cannot we are fucked. oh absolutely <laughs> you really can't I mean, you you borderline can't keep up with it, honestly. Like, you're almost better off just like, oh, oh, that comes out next week, or oh, that comes out in two weeks. Okay, forgot about that. Yeah. So that's what I really love about <clears throat> the content that I make, and I and I, I feel like you're the same. Is that because we don't we go out of our way to not try everything mm. or play everything? Like, you know, we're very lucky. We're in a good position where we can normally have access to games that we need to, and you know, all that sort of nonsense. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that comes, we get to pick the games that we want. You know, you, you, and I guess you know, I mean that in terms because you know when you hear about outlets like, oh, you know, I played this shitty game and that <laughs> shitty game. Like yeah. every like if you if you come to listen to our show and I'm you're the same as well because you know we, we get the games that we want. Right, right. Like most of them are good. Like hey, this game was really good. Like there's always that good positive <laughs> energy because yeah. why play the games I don't fucking want to? Exactly. Yeah, we're you not know? playing shit that doesn't look good to us, which is. Yeah, so I look over at 2022 and it's stacked with games. I'm like, yeah, but I don't even want to play like half of these. I know. Yeah, that's fair too. But I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm going to have to like get a second job or something. I, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> also, indie game adventure. I'm sorry, indie adventure game. Jet: The Far Shore shared a new trailer, which announced the game will launch on PS4 and PS5 on October the 5th. Horizon Forbidden West developer Guerrilla Games confirmed that what had long been rumored that Horizon Forbidden West will miss a 2021 release and instead will launch on February the 18th for PS4 and PS5. In addition, a new performance patch for Horizon Zero Dawn dropped during the show, allowing the game to now play at 60 frames per second in backwards compatibility on PlayStation 5. Talk to me. Yeah, so, look, I'm a little mad. At um mm. at Horizon, uh, not for like actual real reasons. So at the start of every year, at the start of every year, my co-host Max and I, we have been doing uh, a, a video games draft, right? Yeah. So the idea <clears throat> is that we would pick we pick eight games uh, each from a list provided to us by the community, and then at the end of the year, we collate their Metacritic scores, and that is what we use to see who wins. Mm. Last year, I smashed his fucking face in. It was awesome. <laughs> This year, however, I I went ballsy and I picked a bunch of like you know I I, I didn't plan for a, the pandemic to just get so much worse. <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, I got decimated. <laughs> so right now, because uh, if if it doesn't release in twenty twenty in the year the year it does not count. Oh. So I part of my list were Horizon Forbidden West. It was my first pick, by the way. My like my Ooh. number one draft pick. Ooh. And they're like, it's not coming. I'm like, get fucked. Uh, I did take the ballsy. I did take the ballsy pick of uh, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, it went well. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And I also uh, got fucked over by Hogwarts Legacy, mm. and also got fucked over by Gotham Knights. So yeah, uh, out of the eight games that I selected literally half of them aren't dropping this year <laughs> but max played the smarter game he went a lot more smaller games that had that higher chance so he all eight of his games have come out already oh, you know there are oh, so all of his list has already made it out yeah he played a much smarter game this year than i did yeah well he just didn't take any risk which that's never fun well because the year before he took all he was like oh he just went hard with all the biggins <laughs> and i was and then i i got cocky on my second time you know i i uh you know i ps3 this bastard and then he came you know he came through in 360 it so like there's just unexpected yeah well i mean like you said the pandemic has ps3 360 a lot of people uh in the past year yeah. or so so that's 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 fair like I was all cocky and confident, like this shit's gonna be amazing, and yeah. then it didn't. And the people, the 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 surrounding environment, were like, nah, man. Yeah, I. So a, cu- a couple things about Forbidden West. It. Oh yeah, so I got I, I really got distracted. We, we were answering. Oh yeah, cars, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Weren't we? Yeah. No, no, it's all right. I no, I don't have ADHD. You do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah. Look, this this does make sense. It makes a lot of sense having it come out the, at the front end of next year. It is kind of sweet because it does make it like five years near on the day when it came out, when the first one came out with the uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah. That is like accidentally kind of cool. Uh, I'm a fan of that. Agreed. Uh, I mean, like I said, admittedly, I'm a little bit disappointed, but it does also make me reconsider uh, the year for next year. And it also does kind of fit what my original prediction space was i feel that with this pandemic everything has been shifted by about six months right yeah and i think we 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 sort of saw that from pretty much from the middle of last year everything sort of started shifting a little like you know a good half a year 
Uh, and that does check out here as well with this originally expected to come out in October, now in February. So that is about four-ish months. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in terms of the marketing cycle, there is like people like, oh, you know, still coming out in October. I'm like, dude, Sony will not do a marketing cycle of two months. Not a chance. No. Um, especially with a game like this, they want to they they'll want to throw this game everywhere. So at earliest, it would be February. I was pretty more confident on on March, but yeah, no, like this 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 checks out in a bunch of business related ways and a bunch of like just making sense. Yeah, right? I I agree with that, and I think that once they over the summer, they I guess they they put out that state of play that showed the gameplay of it in like May and then like a month later or so they talked about it at something else and said that's where they basically said oh we think we're on track to release this holiday but we're not sure like that was the writing on the wall like yeah i mean that was it right and at at the same time though there was still a small part of me that held out, held out hope that perhaps it would come like december something like that but sony doesn't typically do that i don't feel like december releases for playstation and no, the only the only exception to the rule is Last Guardian, like because mm. they, they that released in December, yeah, uh, mostly because they just had to. But yeah, other than that, they 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 tend to not release anything from about November, uh, like sort of late October, mid November, and then December, allowing for all their third party and second party connections to sort of really drop, like your Call of Duties, etc. Right. So my I guess my theory for next year's cadence of releases is obviously Horizon in February. I think that we're going to get Gran Turismo 7 sometime around the summer, maybe June. And then I think uh, God of War, Ragnarok, or whatever they're going to call it, will be the big fall game. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar space. Like, so, uh, the PlayStation have, have been pretty good at releasing it. You know, they're doing the three, hmm. the three a year. And that does check out in a number of ways. Yeah, February, June, and then October, November, probably October, I'm thinking. Yeah. Around there. This is kind of off. We're, we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but what are your what do you think about when we will hear from PlayStation again in terms of like, hey, here's a hour long showcase. It's what we've got coming in, you know, 2022 and beyond. Whatever. Like they've been a little quiet. You know, what do you what do you have any well, do you have any opinion? My my original because uh, we are is it, uh, we are heading on the year since the PS5 big showcase that was in September. So it's possible we could get something uh, next month. Yeah. However, like the, uh, for those that, that may, for, I imagine many haven't checked out my show, but one of the pictures that I had uh, was around the abandoned app and mm. how it, in fact, wasn't an app for one game. It was essentially the PlayStation Experience app mm. where they would be able to show demos and uh, have small gameplay and like literally the, everything that that app touted to be okay. would be exceptional within a no no longer with a company that no longer wants to go to show uh to, to events like your paxes like your gamescom yeah. like your uh tgs and stuff like that it seems a great way to a be customer facing in terms of hey we, i know you can't go to pax uh but here are a bunch of trailers that you can only get through your playstation a it gets people people heading to the console um which is a bit tough because not everyone has a ps5 yeah right I love that from a a unique way. They get the the biggest decision around uh, all these individual showcases, all these individual pieces is controlling the message. How more can you control the message by having it available on your console? Having its own built-in app where you can like, hey, you know, watch the new trailer for Horizon and play it for 10 minutes. Mm. 
I love that theory. I, that's not one that I've considered or heard. I, I've had a lot of theories about the abandoned app. I, I, you and I could probably do an, a, an entire other show about abandoned mm-hmm. alone, but I, that's a very interesting theory. I have not considered that, but at this point with the not, how much nonsense that there is around yeah. abandoned, it could be literally anything. It could be fuck all. Like, I don't, I mean, look, anything. It- if anything, looking at the you know the PSN, like knowing how the PSN backend is built on like a potato, uh, <laughs> it, it like it it part of me goes, this inability to make this app work kind of checks out mm. uh, in terms of Sony's inability to run backend system. So I was looking at this, go okay, man, it's very possible uh, that this is the case, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I got, my heart broke real hard. I was like, oh, there's no no chance that happened. This is just one guy conning everyone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah that that's that's my thing so i i would like to think that my original pitch was something would come in, would, would be coming within that app mm. and there'd be this great unique way like the reason they've been quiet for so long is like we've been working on this we've been we've been pushing this uh, uh this app secretly because in the app a you're going to see all our upcoming um trailers you're going to see uh whatever you know whatever abandon is because you know at the time the the major belief was that it was a placeholder name for uh, something exciting something actually good um so that it seemed like a really really cool and interesting way to reveal a bunch of shit other than hey here's this video on youtube yeah i i can't wait to see what it actually ends up being it's it's i'm i'm fascinated for a number of reasons but hopefully we'll hear more in the near future do you, do you think we'll see something soon or I honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like whatever week that my, my, my gut tells me that whatever week that we finally hear from PlayStation, like, Oh, Hey, tune in on Thursday for a, you know, a PlayStation what's next, whatever future of PlayStation Mm -hmm. showcase. I feel like that week is when it's going to be like, you know, boop. And they're going to come back alive, you know, (laughs) like just, they're going to come back from this these periods of silence that they have and, you know, Hassan Karam is going to do some other bullshit wacky interview with some out you've never heard of and stuff like that. And I don't know, man, it's, I don't know what to think of it anymore, but I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I'm having fun with it because this, you know, this is something fun in, in the game space to, to keep up with. Oh, so you mean, you mean the advanced stuff? Yeah. Look, it was fun. Uh, cause I remember discussing that on, on the, on my show as well. Like, yeah, it's, it is this great, unique way of marketing right like yeah. at, at its original at its original setup it was like it was that right amount of teasing uh, but with, with it's revealing it without revealing it right so mm. uh, i'm a massive wrestling fan so an example is cm punk who was a wrestler that hasn't been around he kind of left the business about six seven years ago he re- he recently just re-debuted uh at aew which is a brand new promotion and essentially for like the three weeks leading up to his comeback they were they did everything but say cm punk is here <laughs> it was so obvious but they were playing into that shit like they never confirmed it they never denied it they would just drop the occasional um bit of fun you know and like yeah. someone like because uh so the, there was a, a joke around what cm it stands for in CM Punk and interviews back in the day, it was like chick magnet, it was cookie monster, <laughs> whatever. Right. So, uh, a dip, one of the main, one of the, the, the champion of the, of the promotion, Kenny Omega came out over a couple of weeks in different shirts, one in a cookie monster shirt, one in a chick magnet shirt, like all these little, <laughs> little touches yeah. that if you're paying attention, you'll go, that's clearly fucking referencing something. Right. And it feels that that's what, that's kind of what this, uh, whole thing was supposed to be. Mm. but it wasn't like just executed 
poorly. Right. And then when the time, but then when the time came, CM Punk came out and everyone lost their collective shit. Right. Yeah. But when the time came, abandoned did nothing. Yes. So like the, the all the all the all the the excitement, everything about it is just completely ceased. Yeah. Like so they could come out next week and go, hey, we're gonna have something next week. Everyone's like, I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> I, and I just realized that you were asking when I when I think that PlayStation may pop up with a showcase, that's my fault. But to answer that question of yours, I, I feel like September is a good time because it's after Gamescom, you know, we're we're before the big fall rush. And so I could definitely see like September makes sense. And then it also to your point earlier, it does make sense to do something, you know, kind of in the in the time frame that they did the big PS5 thing last year. So I mean, it just seems like a good time. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like, I mean, this is how Sony operates nowadays with with their marketing, with their um, communication. It's just like they're just going to pop up whenever the hell, and they know everybody's going to be there, and they're going to pay attention, and they can say what they need to say, and then they can fuck off for a little while, and you know, just sporadically have a playstation blog post or whatever so i mean and it's working obviously but i don't know i'm hoping for something soon like everybody but can i tell you before we go back to opening night live i've got to tell you a quick john cena story oh yeah but give me okay so in a past life i worked in facility and event management okay and Mm -hmm. at one of the facilities that i worked at we hosted wwe once a year and we were a medium-sized venue, I would say, like not like a big, you know, arena, like 25, 30,000 seat arena, nothing like that, much smaller, like like eight, like seven or 8,000. So what the WWE would do is they would use our venue as almost like a test, um, like a pilot for storylines and- Yeah, the house shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah how, as a house show. So you're, you're familiar with this. So, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. I know you're a big fan. But anyway, so uh, John Cena was going to come. That This was the thing. Like, he was the, the headliner, whatever, at the time. So then I guess there was a storyline that the WWE put out as part of the show was that John Cena couldn't make it or something like this. But don't worry, guys. We've got his cousin, and his name is Juan Cena. And he's going to fill in for John. So the ticket office, the box office was getting calls like, I didn't, I didn't pay money to come see Juan Cena. I want my money back, you know, all this shit. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, the show comes and there, you know, whatever the different matches and everything are going on. And then, so the whole time John Cena is in the back playing cards with one of the referees in the hallway (laughs) and and drinking whiskey (laughs) and drinking whiskey. And then whatever, it's his time to come out. He puts the like Nacho Libre mask on and he comes out and everybody's, you know, boo, whatever. And then he take to what you're kind of like what you were just saying. He takes the, takes the Nacho Libre, Libre mask off, whatever, Nacho Libre. And they just go nuts because they're like, it's, they realize and they start playing his walkout music. And I mean, the place goes nuts apparently. And so they did that. And I, I love that story about John Cena and the WWE. He's just, Back there playing cards, drinking a little whiskey, comes out, takes <laughs> takes his mask off, does his thing. It's hilarious to me. Well, that look, that's what Karama needs to do. Take off that mask, yeah, uh, and be K- Kojima this whole time. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. So your sto- that story is incredibly relevant, and that's what should happen. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. It'd be a great payoff, but I don't have any confidence. 
Anyway, yeah, no, it's all <laughs> back to opening night live here. We also, Ryan, got some, an update from Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, who revealed that Disney's Jungle Book-themed costumes will be coming in waves in September. Genshin Impact also showed off the Horizon series Aloy in the game for the first time. She will be available in the game starting on September the 1st. Sega, or Sega, or Sega, as you guys say down there, I guess. How do you say that, Ryan? Oh, uh, Sega. There, okay, perfect. Thank you. Sega. Finally, Sega. We finally, <laughs> we finally got it on the show, the authentic. They announced that Morgana from Persona 5 will join Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania as a playable character. Kung Fu Brawler Sifu got a slick new gameplay trailer, which announced that the game will launch on PS4 and PS5 on February 22nd. Game looks pretty awesome. Fuck that game looks mint. Hey, it looks so good. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that one. Glad it's coming out sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm sure I'm not like I'm certainly not the only person to have to make this comparison, but it does. It has that sweet like uh, old boy uh, the raid mixed mm. with like that Daredevil, uh, you know, fighting in the hallway thing. Like yeah. it kind of. I just really rad feel to it. I just want, I just want to play it. Yeah, I agree. It looks- and like February 22, you're like, oh, that's like so far away, but it really kind of isn't. Yeah, it's going to be. Because, you know, it's a, right, I'll be locked down till then. But <laughs> um, other than that, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And it's, I mean, hopefully, I'm sure it'll do fine, but it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, like we've mentioned, it's going to be rammed right in there with, I mean, all kinds of shit. Horizon, you know. Saints Row. It's literally right between Horizon and Saints Row. But I mean, it's not like it's trying to compete with those games either. It's it's a you know it's a different tier altogether. So there's that. And then finally, Death Stranding showed off a new gameplay trailer, breaking down everything new arriving alongside the director's cut. The trailer included deep dives on the new traversal options in the game, a new shooting range, replayable boss fights, new missions, a new racing mode, and a new photo mode, among other features. I uh, I don't think that I'm going to I, I'm not I haven't played I'm not going to play Ghost of Tsushima director's cut not because I don't want to but because I'm the guy who had the game physically on PS4 had the disc and then I mm. bought the digital PS5 so I I would have to pay Ooh. seventy bucks yeah I would have to pay seventy bucks for Death Stranding and also Ghost of Tsushima so I'm, I'm let me let me let me see what the Australian price is right now hang on okay because that's the that's the fun thing about Australian prices they're fucked. Yeah, so it's probably what 90, 90 plus. Oh, one hundred and twenty-five. I reckon. Oh, fucking a. Let me have a look. PlayStation Store. Here we go. Let's Jesus Christ! I definitely wouldn't uh, one hundred and twenty-four ninety-five Australian dollary dues. Jesus Christ! I definitely wouldn't do it for that. No. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds cool. It looks cool, but I'm I'm out. So. Yeah. Look, I I, I will check out. The uh, director's cut for Death Stranding. I love Death Stranding. It was my game of the year, the year that it dropped, which is what, 2019? Yeah, it was great. Uh, it's fa- absolutely fantastic. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, pop, when I was playing it, w- I didn't go, man, you know what I need? More shooting ranges. Or, you know what this game would really need? <laughs> yeah. Racing. Like, they weren't things that I was asking for because if anything, the vehicles handled like, like, they handled like, uh, like, uh, just like it was just sloppy and it wasn't like tight and like that like the part of the the game that was really good wasn't me driving vehicles no it was bad like you can see it in the trailer like when you're driving that big fucking tank (laughs) that that uh uh, like truck looking thing and it's like barely hitting the corners yeah why are you showing this footage yeah you're showing me that i don't want to drive these things it really is ass it is a rough sell um but that's that's cool 
but yeah, like the more story, like there are some more story missions in there, which does get me excited. I, I, I did love what I loved about Death Stranding was its story. And part of me does want to play it again, just to experience it again and having it run on the PS5 in what was it, like 4K, 60, whatever they're, they're aiming to hit mm-hmm. does tick a lot of boxes for me because the game with, like, with it not being so uh, uh, mechanically intense, it has allowed for the game to have a lot of visual flair. Yeah. Um, so knowing that to then bump it up to the next hardware, like they can be like, oh, well, let's just take what already looked fucking fantastic and make it look better and that's what's got me excited it's like when there's certain games you're like well you move that up you can't you can only do so much because of the back end work but the game is very simple hence why they're able to get it out in like two and a bit years not even so yeah yeah and i'm very excited i i'm very i i am super keen actually cool well i empower to you but i like i said i i just can't but once again that that also does come a a place of privilege yeah where i know i know very well that i will get be getting a code so oh, well. I, I could be excited for it <laughs> yeah that's fair that you know what you gotta take advantage of that as well number two john burton the founder of travelers tells who are better known as tt games claimed in a video on his youtube channel this week that insomniac games misled players about the technology behind ratchet and clank rift apart Burton, who left Lego game developer TT Games in 2019 after founding the company in 1989, specifically targeted the Rift sequences in the game, stating that they could have been pulled off on the PS4 and possibly even the PlayStation 3. According to website Video Games Chronicle, as an example, he used a section of the game where Ratchet is on a speeder bike, goes through a portal, and lands on a grind rail. Burton stated that the game is deliberately pacing, placing the player into very small stages with limited uh, limited control, I should say, to help manage the data being streamed in, and ultimately ultimately concluded that the effect could have been achieved with memory buffers on older hardware. And what do you, you have any thoughts on John taking a shot here? I believe John is one hundred percent correct. Uh, so what I re- I did review the game uh, when it before like, I played it before it came out. I was able to review it as well. So yeah, but as I was playing it, I'm going this this isn't that intense yeah like it like have you have you, you you've been playing ratchet yet yeah i beat it i did i finished that's it. It's right, a great yeah. game yeah like as i'm as i'm going like i'm not like i don't know how the back end of games work i like that's not my wheelhouse that's not my forte sure. but i'm looking at this going this isn't that intense like because a lot of it are planned sequences so you can you can yeah hit that stream that data an easy way even within the gameplay itself, when you're teleport, when you're rifting yourself from you know A to B, mm. like it's not that far. All it's doing is just pushing, pulling the world back, right? It's yeah. not your character. Like so, Ratchet jumps, and the whole world just shifts back. That is not as intense as you think it is. And every time they do those big, where you go between like dimensions and worlds, and they are all in pre, in like not pre-rendered, but they are all in very closed scenarios. Yeah. You're right. So John, John's straight up, as far as I know, straight up correct. Yeah, I I don't disagree with anything you said or anything John's saying necessarily. Now, if you were, if you want to sit here and say like, look, you know, there's no way the PlayStation Four could do ray tracing and yada yada yada, then you know, absolutely, I could buy that. Oh, yeah, that's very true. You can't make it look look as good as yeah. the PS4 like on the PS4. However, right, this system you could certainly do. Yeah, and if you but exactly, if you want to say, hey, the Rift. We could we could have probably done on PS4, PS3. Yeah, I would buy that as well because I and I don't I don't I don't think 
maybe Insomniac misled intentionally. I think they were, you know, they were hyping it up. They're marketing it. And maybe maybe that was misleading. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, they were certainly in the game as a feature, but did they blow me away? Certainly not. You know? Yeah. Like, cause yeah, the, the accusation is, is, Sounds intense, yeah. Because it does. It sounds if it, he's intentionally gone out of his way. Like, sorry, Sony have intentionally gone out of their way to straight lie to you about something, right? Right. For like, I, I disagree with it possibly being on the PS3, but it makes sense. It's it's sure. Why not? But yeah, unless, unless they were, unless they because they they did say it's only. Like, did they say it was only achievable through the power of the PS5? They Is that did part of their marketing. They did. Oh yeah, yeah it kind of changes things, doesn't it? Yeah. I know it's it's uh it's uncomfortable. I don't see anything coming out of this because like this is the beauty or the the the, the beauty and also the the curse of the game space. Mm. No one's talking about Ratchet anymore. True. Yeah, we've we've played it's it, we beat it. Months. Yeah, we played it, we beat it, we've moved on. So you're right. Number three, in an interview last weekend with Game Informer, our boy Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, told pu- told the publication that PlayStation is still very much invested in Japan and Japanese game development. Hulse stated, quote, I will say that we are in some ways very much a Japanese company still. That's our heritage. That's part of who we are. We love our Japanese games. We are investing in our external development group out of Tokyo as well. And that's a team that has obviously worked with the likes of From Software and Kojima Productions. So we are very interested in Japanese development and Japanese development is something that we love. I think it's such a core part of the PlayStation identity that I can't ever see us shy away from Japanese or even Asian development in quote so you know there's they, sony i guess has sort of taken a hit uh in recent months because they uh you know closed down uh japan studio that sort of thing so do you have any have any thoughts on what herman is saying here look i, I think I, I i think they're spot on like playstation as a company is becoming that worldwide brand it is making its way into to essentially be run out of the u.s so yeah it's not as if we haven't seen like but i i do think they will they will keep that core of of what they are they are as as, as he said they are a japanese com- like a company uh and, and that like, to me that checks out like there are you know most jrpg creators don't go to other platforms they go to nintendo or they go to playstation or both because they're both japanese based uh and you know founded companies and they get it they understand the games that come out of that country the games but the unit the style that comes out of that, that country yeah so i yeah i i i can't I, I even though i do think yeah playstation is becoming bigger and more ambiguous in what country it's, it's really based in, but it is very, it's becoming very American. I, I don't, I don't see them splitting off from their, their Japanese roots just yet. Really. The only thing that I take away from this is the fact that, and, and, and maybe I'm just reading into this. You can tell me what you think, but the fact that he specifically mentions from software and Kojima productions after there are rumors that from software is making a PlayStation exclusive title. And then also, after there have been rumors in the past that Kojima may, you know, sign with Xbox to make a game, and we don't really know what he's doing next still. So, do you read into that at all in terms of him mentioning either of those studios specifically, or do you think he's just picking two two high-profile Japanese studios that they've worked with? I would like to. Yeah. 
I would like to think that this this is once again using my sweet my uh, my wrestling love. Yeah. To be like, oh my god, he dropped the you know he dropped uh, the best in the world, so that means this person's coming back. <laughs> and, I mean, it is that kind of idea. Like, like we, they've name dropped these two, mm -hmm. but I do genuinely think that it is primarily like these are the the right now these are the biggest and most easily recognizable Japanese developers. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the and that's the pull. Yeah. For me. Fair. All right, number four, Ryan. We also have a bunch of news nuggets and. We uh, t we typically kind of run through these, and but you feel free again, like we did with opening night live stuff. Feel free to jump in here wherever you you please if something tickles your fancy. First nugget: new previous, or I'm sorry, new previews for Elden Ring released on Friday, and we learned quite a bit about the game and its features. It will include the ability to fast travel from anywhere on the map, multiple paths and endings, the ability for archers and magicians to fight from horseback, so-called legacy dungeons stealth mechanics, and a hub area with NPCs, among various other features. EA Sports released the first look at NHL 22 gameplay this week. The trailer detailed the new changes from the move to EA's Frostbite engine, further details on X-Factor abilities, major improvements to stick physics, and a new augmented reality in-game user interface. And uh, I don't know if you're into hockey at all, but the uh, new augmented reality in-game user interface looked really cool. Um, it's something something interesting that I have not seen before in a sports game, really. So something different. Also, a new sizzle reel for the upcoming Uncharted movie apparently debuted at CinemaCon this week, as reported by Screen Rant, and it featured Tom Holland, who plays Nathan Drake, falling out of an airplane. The film was scheduled to release on February the 18th. That's it. Does sound very Uncharted-y. It very much does. Do you have an opinion on this movie and and if, if what you think about if it's going to be? good or bad or mediocre well, part of me thinks it's going to be balls but yeah. um i'm still gonna go see it anyway absolutely yeah well once again february 18th yeah probably still in lockdown so true uh I, I i'm very keen to acquire it on the internet because there are no cinemas open right now yeah yeah also the the day horizon comes out it's a lot of a lot of sony stuff going on or a lot of oh, that is, oh that, okay cool that means some, one of these is going to get buried like right sony has sony will just pick one and <laughs> bury the other so i wonder how i wonder if this is really conspir conspiratorial but do you think they may feel like hey this isn't all it's going to be cracked up to be what can we do here oh let's just fucking put horizon out that day and <laughs> maybe you know, that, that'll distract from, from it some, I mean, surely not. I mean, I mean, that probably, those two probably aren't related at all, but I don't know. It just seems odd. Of course, PlayStation, I feel like has never been totally great either at, at get at giving things uh runway, you know, uh, mm. in terms of marketing all the time. So I, I don't know. I'm probably just overthinking it, but it seems odd to have you know, both of those things on the same day. You are a little spot on like this. Cause the, and the most recent example I can think of is, when they're like, oh, like Concrete Genie's cool, but it's not, it's not oh. gonna be big gangbusters cool. So let's just drop this the information about the PS5 on the same day. Mm. Yep, they did do so, that. So that, which is insane because Concrete Genie was awesome and it reviewed really well. Uh, so why bury? I guess they they didn't have the faith in it. But you know, for, this makes sense. Either if they wanted, they want two ways. They wanted to go. Let's make it a big fucking PlayStation day. Yeah. And that's just that's just throw two big essentially our two biggest franchises over over two big medium. Let's just drop it on the same day for we will own the news cycle. Yeah, or it's complete accident. And then and then they look they went they looked down the paper and went fuck. <laughs> yeah, you really don't know. It could be either either way. 
Either way, yeah. Sony has proved that they can either do, either be that well that well planned or that incompetent. So I mean, <laughs> both options are as possible. Yes, agreed. Next nugget, NBA 2K22's official Twitter account released a marketing roadmap this week for reveals leading up to the game's release on September the 10th. This week, we received information about seasons and the WNBA. The week of August 30th, we'll see news on gameplay and the My Team mode. And finally, on the week of September the 6th, we will get a breakdown of the city, my career, and my NBA modes. A new Dying Light 2 trailer debuted this week at Xbox's Gamescom showcase featuring the various factions that players can align themselves with, as well as some combat gameplay. The real news, however, is that the game is apparently still on track to release on December the 7th, which shocks me. Yeah, I'm keen as hell, I'm keen as hell for that, eh? Dude. That Dying Light 2 looks fantastic. Yeah, I... So I'm still... kind of I was alluding to I'm still not convinced that it's going to, to release on December the 7th. I, I'm not totally sold on that because they you know i've had problems with development they've had people leave they've you know it just seems a little bit kind of rocky for them at uh at Techland. but I'm, I'm hoping that it comes out and honestly i want it to be good i'm but i'm going to wait for reviews i think on this one um i just want to make sure that it's not ass you know and that it's well, a, it's a mess I, I I understand your hesitation, but so I I was aware of this release date like uh, about a month or two months before they announced it. Oh, okay. And and it still and it hasn't changed. So hmm. that leads me to believe they are very certain on hitting that December. Like it's okay. not as if it was originally, you know, like the the date that I heard um from from the places was uh still december okay so it wasn't like even before they announced the december date it was not as if it was october then they then they moved it to december when they announced it like they've been planning for december this whole year gotcha so okay well that's a good sign that's certainly a good sign part of me thinks that yeah it will it will land or if it does it may get bumped in like january but Hmm. there is no else coming in december it'll work greatly within their favor to come out um especially on the back of their their news that it was indefinitely delayed for a while there mm-hmm. um back in 2020 so th- this this would be a good sort of you know come up story for, for me and as my co-host max he is like frothing at the mouth uh, wanting to play this yeah so, i i yeah. adored the first game it sounds like you guys did too i it's yeah it's fantastic so i'm really hoping this one is good as well also, Watch Dogs Legion received its injection of Assassin's Creed content this week, featuring free missions and quests for all. Season Pass owners for the game can now also play the entire main campaign as an Assassin of the Creed. No pun intended. Oh, wh- yeah, woohoo. I'm glad that people spend their money on that season pass. <laughs> Big fart noise there. Yeah, but you have massive fart noise on that <laughs> shit. No. A new Destiny 2 showcase revealed a new trailer for the upcoming Witch Queen expansion this week, which was announced to be releasing on PS4 and PS5 on February the 22nd, yet something else coming in February. Website game developer reported that publisher Gearbox is spending 200 million, I should say, Canadian, to open a second no. studio in Montreal, Canada. $200, $200 Canadian. The, you didn't put the million in, so they're just spending 200 bucks <laughs> on opening a new studio. So Dude, welcome to Travis's world. They're going world. all out. They are. <laughs> welcome to Travis's world, where, I, where my typos and <laughs> missed words really changed the meaning of a sentence. Can you believe... Like, if, I, if I can open a studio for $200 Canadian, like, yeah. I'm going to do it. That's, oh. that's dope. Yeah, fuck yeah. Absolutely. So... <laughs> <laughs> so they're spending 200 million Canadian to, to open a second studio in Montreal, Canada. 
And the new team will work on the Borderlands franchise and also develop a new IP, they said. Website Pushquare reported that PlayStation 5's new updated hardware model has gone on sale this week. As we've discussed in the past, the updated SKU features a slightly lighter build and a new stand screw that can be hand-tightened. Thank Christ for everybody who bitched about it. Yeah, so these actually dropped in Australia about a week or so ago. Okay. Uh, they just kind of rocked up. Um, so Press Start, which is sort of the biggest uh, news, gaming news source here. Uh, yeah, they just went, hey, uh, we just got word there's the new fucking P- PS5s here. And yeah, so they, and to make to make it even differently, so there was the two SKUs, uh, the two new SKUs, the, the, the 300 grams lighter with the new base and screw. Yeah. Originally, it was only going to be the digital version, but the versions that rocked up here in Australia were the disc versions. So there's like a whole separate, like it's not real, like it's really irrelevant information. Sure. Yeah. So it looks, it looks like that. I, my my prediction is, you know how they were they were developing out of Foxconn, yeah, uh, in 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 China, and they're also doing some work in Taiwan as well. Mm-hmm. I think we're now starting to see what has been made in Taiwan's getting out there in the wild as well. So mm, okay, it means that I think we're starting to see those those two factories sort of start release like actually ship be able to ship their consoles. So hopefully we can uh, reduce that the availability. Yeah, start to satiate some of that demand. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good, good word, that satiate. Satiate. <laughs> also, Assassin's Creed Odyssey received a new patch this week that enables 60 frames per second support for the game running on PS5 and PS4 backwards compatibility mode. PlayStation users were treated to an exclusive Call of Duty Vanguard Champion Hill Alpha over the weekend. The mode featured 2v2, 3v3, and 4v4 variants of what appears to be an update on the 2v2 gunfight mode, first introduced with 2019's Modern Warfare. A new F1 2021 patch has re-enabled 3D audio on PlayStation 5. Thank God. (laughs) A new patent from Sony introduces the concept of a dynamic, evolving, and personalized PlayStation store for each user that will evolve alongside their gaming habits. Interesting. Wasteland 3 will get its final piece of DLC on October the 5th called Cult of the Holy Detonation. World War II first-person shooter Hell Let Loose began its closed beta on PS5 over the over the weekend, and it will last until August 31st for those interested. I'll have something to say about that in a little bit. The native PS5 version of Little Nightmare 2 released this week, and, cur- uh, and current PS4 owners can upgrade now for free. Fast-paced, combat-focused action game Ultra Age released gameplay this week, and it will release on PS4 on September the 9th. Guilty Gear Strive received its first balancing patch this week, which includes reduced input delay on PS4 Pro and PS5. The September PlayStation Plus lineup was allegedly leaked this week by a website called Dill or DLabs.com, whatever, whoever correctly leaked the lineup in the past. The reported lineup includes Overcooked All You Can Eat on PlayStation 5 with Hitman 2 and Predator Hunting Grounds on PS4. Yeah, that's that that is a good lineup. I almost bought Overcooked the other day, so this is really good news. Yeah, Overcooked is fun. Have you ever played it? Yeah, no, so I I um actually I use it I use it at work a lot. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, for context. Um my so my day job, I'm a, a mental health support worker that uses games as therapy pretty much. Yeah. Um so it's it's really good uh for like uh frustration tolerance teamwork cooperation like all the all the little beats that we try to get to help these because we work with kids with yeah mental health challenges yeah. and on the autism spectrum mm. so in order to get them to work with each other it's a great game to do that because it's fun oh it's yeah intense, it's that right amount of pressure you know what i mean and everyone has their role so everyone can really feel that they're helping the team it, it's 
Overcooked is tremendous. And if it's free, I don't have to buy it there for you. work. It's <laughs> there, so good. Yeah, there you go. And it absolutely is perfect for all everything you just said. It, I, I couldn't think of a, of a better game. Also, a Lost to Judgment demo appears to be imminent as Twitter account PSN releases discovered files in the database on the Japanese and Asian sides of the network. EFootball, the free-to-play successor to Pro Evolution Soccer from Konami, released a bizarre gameplay trailer this week full of fine print that indicated many of the game's features will not be available until post-launch, including the ability to trap the ball. And Rad. I, this is a fucking shit show, man. This is a disaster. I don't know what this was supposed to be or what they're doing, but it's like it's interesting. Cause I love the idea of that service model, uh, yeah, soccer game. Like that, that, that is good. That's what really what FIFA should be. Yeah, but I hope they do it better than this because fucking hell. Uh, yeah, agreed. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that publisher Electronic Arts announced five of its patents related to accessibility technologies and video games are now free for other developers and publishers to use. It's pretty pretty cool of them. Once again, someone that works in in like disability support spaces, like fuck yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome of them to do that. Pretty cool. Here you go, Ryan. WWE 2K22 developer Visual Concepts announced that the game has been delayed to March of 2022. Website Sports Gamers Online claims that both 2K Sports and WWE have a quote-unquote seriously strained relationship stemming from the delay, with WWE threatening to work with other partners in the future. This, of course, comes after the franchise skipped an entry for 2020 following the disastrous WWE 2K20. Any thoughts? Yeah. So, oh, I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Um. So 2K20, so 2K20 was sh- 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 absolute shit, but there were reasons for that. So... Prior to uh, two, uh, 2K20, uh, there was a, the, I think the, the, the company that used to work, the, they've been making WWE games for the longest time. They just straight up left. They went, nah, we're done and bounced. So then they had to bring in visual com- visual concepts, which are a team that primarily would work on uh, the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, the NBA games, yeah. came in and then had to somehow fucking throw a game together to get it released. So, I'll, uh, hence why 2K20 is an absolute shit show. Yeah. Like, you could, you can just power somebody through the mat and they just fall into nothing and you never, <laughs> the game never ends. Uh, like, sometimes people just get caught in the ropes and everything wigs out and you get, they, you know, <laughs> hair is disgusting. Like, go, if, if, if you're ever interested just for some absolute hilarity, go and look at like version one footage of 2k20 okay um because it is fucking bad and and like all the models are bad like it looks so shit so having them having them skip a year it was a hundred percent necessary uh and i can i can understand why the wwe would have issues mm-hmm. uh with 2k sports post that especially even though it's not entirely out of their control but like wwe are also not helping this scenario so when 2K20 did release, it was already outdated. A, because they fired half the roster. Oh. WWE are really good at that. They're really good at just releasing wrestlers. So when the game came out in October of 2019, uh, they that the fucking uh, the month before it released, they completely redes- redesigned the sets for both Raw and SmackDown, which were not in the game and were never put in the game. Oh, God. Yeah, like yeah. So and then people change brands because there was a draft at that went at that time as well before the game released. So the, you know, in the game, like, hey, this person's on Raw, but they're not anymore. <laughs> Fantastic. So like, WWE, are, WWE are at fault. Yeah, for many things because they are a shit house company. They are fucked. 
but they yeah and when it comes to the games not doing well or you know having a strained relationship they mm. are at fault here too yeah so 2k sports they've done the best they can in the shitty space that they are working with um, especially having you know ukes pull pull the rug out from under them uh i'm 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 hopeful for 2k 2022 mostly because i just want to play it and having it move from its regular window of around october because that happens just before uh, uh survivor series mm-hmm. uh they're moving it into March, which means it'll happen uh, around just be- around WrestleMania or just before, which I think is actually a better time to release to get really get that hype going um, for WWE around WrestleMania. I think you'll probably move more units. That was fantastic analysis. You're now the resident WWE expert on the DualSense Dude, podcast. Sounds, sounds good. To, so I'm going to use Travis when GT comes out yeah. because I have fucking no idea. And yeah, uh, yeah we, we'll do swapsies. So I'll be back in March. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> next, next nugget, industry insider Jeff Grubb, Grubby Grubb, reported that NetherRealm Studios is now prioritizing Mortal Kombat 12's development over the next Injustice or the rumored Marvel game due to their uncertain future with Warner Brothers games and potential complications with licensing DC or Marvel characters related to a potential sell. Smart call. It is. Website Bloomberg reported that former employees of Kingdoms of Amalur developer 38 Studios received their final paycheck this week, a mere nine years after the the developer closed following bankruptcy. Even so, the maximum amount an employee could receive was 20% of what their final check should have been. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the official Twitter account for the Tomorrow Children, a free-to-play PlayStation 4 MMO that was published by Sony, has recently come to life after having last tweeted in November of 2017. Very odd. An Apex Legends data mine suggests that a new tropical island map is coming to the game alongside its 11th season of content. Ubisoft confirmed that Far Cry 6 on PlayStation 5 will include support for the DualSense controller. Very excited about that game. Very much so. Two of video games' most iconic voice actors, Metal Gear Solid's David Hayter, who plays Solid Snake, and Deus Ex's Elias, I'm going to butcher this, Tufexis, who plays Adam yeah, Jensen, close enough. Yeah, are working on a game together, which is interesting. Kana Bridge of Spirits will take up just over 17 gigabytes of your PS5 SSD, according to Twitter account, Twitter account PlayStation Game Size. Website Gamatsu reported that mysterious adventure game The Wild at Heart will come to PS4 sometime this year. Indonesia-based developer Aussie Soft, a great name, announced Project Buramato. That, that, look, that's a, the name for a show that should be here in Australia. Absolutely. That's fine. Absolutely. They, they totally stole that. Yeah, they pilfered that shit. Project Buramato is a high-fantasy 3D action-adventure platformer based on traditional Bornean folktales. It is planned for release in late 2022 on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Multiplayer firefighting game Ember will exit early access and launch on PS4 on September the 23rd. Psychological thriller Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo has been delayed to 2022 on PS4 and PS5. 2D adventure game Asterix and Obelix Slap Them All will launch on PS4 on November 25th. 3D sci-fi fantasy action adventure game Zell or XEL, however however you pronounce that, was announced for PS5 and will release in the second quarter of next year. Voxel-style open-world sandbox game The Tourist will come to PS4 and PS5 on September the 9th. The PlayStation 5 version will run at 8K resolution with super sampling at 60 frames per second or 4K at 120 frames per second. That uh, 
that's interesting. That the game actually looks kind of cool, but I don't know much about it. Post-apocalyptic, narrative-driven, isometric, turn-based Australian RPG. Here you go. Broken Roads will release on consoles at some point in 2022. Yeah, man, I'm very excited for this. Fun fact: uh, so I I live in Geelong, uh, which is a, a town in Victoria, Australia. Okay. These guys that uh, for Broken Roads is made in a beach town called Torquay, which is about 20 minutes down the road. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's right around the corner, so I'm I'm very happy to uh, to. To just be proximately near this game, but the game does look really fantastic. It's a real cool looking CRPG. Yeah, it looks. I was gonna say it looks like a mix of like Disco Elysium and something else. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I watched the trailer for it. It looks looks cool. Real time strategy RPG Spell Force Three Reforced will launch on PS4 and PS5 on December the seventh, as well as the game's expansions Soul Harvest and Fallen God. Developer Ziggurat Interactive or release an enhanced version of third-person action RPG Enclave on PlayStation 4 sometime this fall. The game first launched on the original Xbox way back in 2002. Paradox Interactive will release grand strategy game Crusader Kings 3 console edition for PlayStation 5 at an undetermined point in the future. Slow Life Town Destruction Game Deer Simulator. (laughs) Your average everyday deer game. (laughs) What in the fuck? Will exit early access and release on PS4 on November 25th. Side-scrolling action RPG Death Cathedral will launch on consoles sometime in 2022. Sci-fi survival horror RPG Chernobylite has been delayed from September the 7th to September 28th on PS4. I'm keeping my eye on that one. I want to see what it gets reviewed. 2.5D side-scrolling shoot-em-up sequel Valfaris Mecha Therion will release on PS4 and PS5 at an unannounced point in the future. Developer New World Interactive officially confirmed that tactical first-person shooter Insurgency Sandstorm will release on PS4 on September the 29th. The game will feature 4K resolution and backwards compatibility on PS5 as well. Twin-stick shooter Clid the Snail will launch on PS4 on August 31st, developer Weird Beluga Studio announced. Gungrave Gore will launch on PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl will include Cat Dog and April O'Neil as playable characters, they announced. Uh, she's everywhere. Racing simulation game Assetto Corsa Competizione will release on PS5 on February 24th. Current PS4 owners will receive a free upgrade. Turn-based roguelike game Crown Trick has been delayed from August 31st to September the 7th. Sandbox Island Life Game Trading Time was announced for PS4 and PS5, but no release date was given. Blasphemous will receive its Wounds of Eventide update on December the 9th. According to developer The Game Kitchen, who also announced that Blasphemous 2 is in development and will launch sometime in 2023. 2D action adventure game There Is No Light will launch on PS4 sometime in November. Retro City Smash 'em Up game Terror of Hemosaurus oh was announced for PS4 and PS5. It will launch in early 2022. Elysium Game Studio announced narrative-driven third- and first-person action RPG Shadow of Conspiracy Section 2 for PlayStation 5, but no release date was given. They released a six-minute gameplay demo for this game, and it looks insane. And uh, it's definitely one I'm keeping my eye on. It looks... It's on Unreal Engine 5, and it looks 
I mean, if a, if an indie studio can make a game that looks like that, I'm very stoked to see what the larger studios can do. Tokyo Game Show 2021 will include a Sega Atlas live stream channel from October the 1st through the 3rd. And finally, Asobu will host its second annual two-hour indie game showcase on September the 1st, featuring over 60 titles, including some from PlayStation. And that is all for the news this week. And that was a lot. Like we said, we had a, had a lot to get through there. And I'm now going to turn over turn it over to Ryan this week, who's uh, filling in for Travis. I'm going to let him bring us all the new game releases for this week. Take it away. All right. Coming out already on August 24th was Aliens Fireteam Elite, both on PS5 and PS4, Cats of War on PS4, Hoa, uh, PS5 and PS4. That's... um. <laughs> calling someone a whore in the south apparently uh Hoa? it is uh yeah king's, king's bounty 2 on ps4 i expect you to die 2 on psvr oh, i i did get a code for that one i haven't played it yet but it looks fucking fantastic cool uh rims racing ps5 and ps4 uh sniper ghost warrior contracts 2 is coming to the ps5 uh on august 25th psychonauts 2 is out on the ps4 that game is reviewing exceptionally well it is yeah uh august 26th is islanders on ps5 and ps4 and uh Traffic Jams on the PSVR. Uh, and August 27th was Baldo, the Guardian Owls on PS4. Farm Frenzy Refreshed. I don't know what that is, but he's got farm in the name, so I'm intrigued. Uh, <laughs> PS4, uh, Horror Break on PS4. Uh, Instant Sports Paradise on PS4. One-Eyed Lee and the Dinner Party. That sounds sexual. PS5 <laughs> and PS4. Pretty Girls Panic, <laughs> somehow sexual. Uh, yes. PS5, PS4, Super Animal Royale, hopefully not sexual. PS5, <laughs> PS4, and uh, Tormented Souls on the PS5. Yeah, fantastic. That's, uh, that's, all, that's all the new games that we got last week or this week, however you would like to look at it. And let's now start to wrap things up here, Ryan, as we typically do by discussing what we've been playing and if there's anything that we're looking forward to playing in the week ahead. So... What have you been up to? What's uh, what's been in, been on your PlayStation? Uh look, my week's been um, admittedly really quite quiet in terms of the, of, of the game. So, yeah. I'll, I'll say recently a lot of stuff has gone down for me at work. Uh so my like I just come home, I'm like ah, because games are still. I said that it's they're my day job, they're my side hustle. So I've not really dived in too hard. I'm like I need to fucking not think about games for a little bit. Yeah. So I've actually been reading a lot of Sons of Anarchy with a friend of mine through Discord, which has been awesome. But what I have been playing in that time is is Hades. Yes. Hades is absolutely fantastic. It really is. So especially especially coming off the back of Returnal, which I wanted to like, but the game just proceeded to abuse me. Mm. Comparatively to to Returnal, Hades, there's that constant sense of progression. Agreed. Whether it be, even if you go in and you die in like the first room and you come back, you still feel like you've progressed because there is constantly story moving. You like, there's, there is always that feel that you are, even if you would die, almost that you were meant to die. Yeah. Because you're not like, just like with Returnal, you would just die. You'd go back and you you would have nothing. You start with nothing <laughs> and then it's like, fuck you. And then you've got to do it again. Yeah. Which, yeah, that, that, that shit's kind of fucked. But like, yeah, Hades feels good. I love it. It plays so well. Everyone's hot as fuck. Like, you know, in terms of their character models and like 
everyone's attractive. Yeah. It's it's good for that. Like if you if you weren't aware you're into that shit, surprised you're about to learn you're into that shit. Yeah. Just by, I, by playing Hades. I heard you heard you talk on your guys' show about how if if you if you weren't sure which side of the fence that you fell on sex, sexually, <laughs> uh, this was the game for you to help you determine. Yeah, that. the game may just tell you. You're like, All right, yeah, you know what? I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. But uh yeah, no, the yeah, the gameplay is tight. Um, I love that the, the the varying weapons they do all feel very different and does completely change how you play. Even though it does have the randomness around the boons, I, mm. at no point have I ever felt that, that like there's been one that I just simply cannot use, which is great. Because I, I would I would find in return that's like, hey, here's this gun. Like I fucking hate this gun. I can't use it. This gun has no use on on in in this uh, in this zone. It's absolutely waste my fucking time. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've not had that level of like just you know get fucked from the game which which is really nice i love that game i've been really really enjoying the fuck out of that game uh additionally i have been playing uh ghost of tsushima uh the director's cut okay so yeah so that code was provided to me uh by playstation australia uh, for disclosure purposes it is it is more ghost of tsushima it's very pretty very very pretty running in the high frame rate is absolutely stunning uh load times are even more ridiculously good the jewel like man the jewel sense use is insane like even just the mm. opening title sequence like where you know you know the, you see the playstation uh studios logo like the you know the symbols and they show that yeah yeah just the rumble in that is is beautiful uh when you're riding the horse like you feel it through the controller and then the wind you know when the the wind comes past and hits hits gin mm-hmm. like you feel it in the controller like a lot of extra thought has gone into those ps5 implementations which are really quite nice. So I, I am using uh, the the uh, my newly purchased uh, Steel Series Arctis Seven Ps um, with the game. So it's, it really is the headset designed for the console. So the 3D audio is is brilliant. Um, so they, but these are things that are all present within uh, the PS4 version. It did look good. It sounded good. It played good. So those things weren't weren't going to be in question coming into um, the director's cut. Sure. Uh, so here in Australia, in order to upgrade to the PS4 to the PS5 version, uh, for those that, that need to, it's like $49 Australian. Like it's, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, so you have to be pretty interested in the game to do it because it is, it is half the cost of the base game. So it's very similar to the U S pricing. It is half, half the release. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I have not died, dived into the Iki Island stuff primarily because I'd never finished the campaign the first time. Oh my because, God. Uh, okay reason like uh samurai ain't my shit mm, at all okay fair like i i did i i did hit a, like a weeb point and i went nah <laughs> i was only so much samurai because like i really don't understand the fucking hard on that the, the internet has um for samurai yeah or that culture i just i don't get it and i i did feel like this this game is was like a neckbeard's wet dream for many people <laughs> but you know, like, look, it is still very, very good. Yeah. Um, I am, I will be spending more time with it um, when I'm not watching Sons of Anarchy, I guess. It, 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 it is, is it worth the upgrade? Potentially. So, my understanding is the Iki Island is this expansion is about 10 ish hours if you, if you kind of max it out. So, you know, it's essentially like five bucks an hour of play. That's not bad. And the jewel, like, if, if, it depends on it, it. It all comes down to how much you love the first, like when you played Ghost the first. Sure. If you finished it and you want more and you want cool features, then yeah, it's probably for you. But yeah, like 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 yourself, Jason, I I don't see, 
it's probably worth the 70 bucks for you. Yeah, I I just can't I can't justify that and it's not I loved I loved the game but you know, I that's that's not something that I can it's not a pill that I can easily swallow for that or Death Stranding which I also really loved. So, that's I'm not on board with that pricing scheme, but I get it. I get it at the same time. So, like cuz yeah, so I do understand like that you know, the like p- part of that breakdown of that cost is, you know, it's even if you were to say, say it's 50 bucks Australian, right? Right. Pardon me. Like 10 bucks of that is the next gen upgrade. And then the other 40 is the DLC. Mm-hmm. If, actually that like in terms of pricing. Yeah. That's not so bad for me. Like I, I, I've played $40 for DLC before. Yeah. And, and for DLC, that's less, especially in time. If, if you, if you value your, t- the time, the dollar, value, the, sorry, the dollar time comparison then yeah, this is not by far not going to be um, the worst spend you've ever had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, if you if you factor in that what 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 has become the perceived ten dollar upgrade, it's a it's a little bit more of an understandable cost, I think. But as right. I said, you still have to be very um, wanting to um, to play it. Yeah. Again, uh, and finally, uh, oh, actually, well, I've been playing more Red Dead Online because I know, I know you, you and uh, you and Travis are being big fans. Oh yeah, I so I yeah I dived in for the first time about a kind of couple about a month or so ago. Oh okay, um, just out of nowhere, I was just like, hey, I want to play Red Dead. My mate's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we've been rooting, tooting, cowboy shooting for <laughs> like um, a good couple a couple of weeks now, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's just good and mindless. Like it is, it is zen. Like you just kind of yes. Like oh, I've got to hike across the map. Okay, <laughs> you just kind of like you know, don't even fucking worry about it. You don't don't, don't have to fang the horse. You just kind of I'll take the I'll I'll stroll. It'll be fine. I need I need them to finish the GTA remastered so that they can get Rockstar Dundee back on the fucking Red Dead Online content yeah. creation pipeline. It's it, it's killing it. Me. It is it is bizarre. like I it I, I it makes complete sense. Yeah on why that they're putting that focus on GTA. Because once again, for like the unteenth week, it is the best-selling game here in Australia on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Like, it's in, I, who the fuck is still buying this game? Right. Like, so it makes sense. But it, it is, it's that weird, it's that weird, like, because the same people, the people that want to play GTA, they're not going to play Red Dead. Because they are two mm. very, very different experiences. They are. I mean, like, as in, like, one is intense. One is kind of, it can get intense, but it is relatively calm. And it's a it's a very, you know, ch- chill out, relaxed, but still crime-based game, you know? Yeah. Where most, you know, most, uh, you know, uh, uh, attention-struggling 12-year-olds <laughs> um, really get a kick out of GTA. Yeah. You know, and the people are turning 18 every day. So, like, the, everyone's going in and buying it. Or just getting their accounts banned or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that could be it too. Yeah. Uh, and finally, I know what you've been playing as well as the Riders Republic beta. I did dive into that a little bit. Oh yeah, what'd you think? I went in with like low expectations. Yeah. And I came out with none. <laughs> it is okay. like, even though what even though it is exactly what I thought it was going to be. I yeah. went, Oh fuck! All right, well that's not what I want to play. What I want to play, like it was, because I, I, I steep was okay, very shallow of an experience, and this is mm-hmm. this does feel like a spiritual successor to steep, yes. in a lot of ways. Um, it's it's clearly like well, steep didn't do well, but we want to we're doubling down on it because Ubisoft, to their credit, have been pretty good at doubling down on things, whether it be Siege or even some other things that didn't really go well. They went, you know what, we see potential in this, and we're going to push forward. Same goes for the division as well. Mm-hmm. 
So I understand why they would then try again and give it another give it another go. Um, the thing that got that, that got me disconnected from it was when you when, uh, you, uh, it opens with like a little sampler. It's like, hey, here's a bike, here is snow, here is a jetpack. And then you go to this camp and there's this overactive person. It's like, hey, man, how you doing? Rad, let's go fuck. And I'm like, you can get fucked. Like that, that is the line for me right there. Dude, I, okay, so I'll start there uh, since <laughs> you, that's, that's a perfect segue. I have also played the Riders Republic beta. And my opinion of it is that I also went into it with pretty much no expectations. My, my only thought about it was like, hey, this looks cool. And you know, I've been saying on our show, on this show, that I'm in. I'm really in the mood for like an open world racing game. So this is kind of, in a way, you know, this is that scratches that itch for me. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna check this out. So there's a little bit of jankiness to it because I think they sacrifice um, some of the graphical whatever bells and whistles, obviously for the big giant open world with hundreds of players around and all the shit, you know, all the shit going on and people wingsuiting over you and zipping past you everything so that's that is cool so there's that there is some jankiness to it um but to your point one of the really things that i don't care for about it is the 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 grade the how grading it is to have all of the fucking like cringy cringiness of the dialogue mm. and everything like you said the guy in the in the in the food truck or whatever he's like hey bro what, you know whatever like ah oh. I was kind of like, you know, like, oh God, please spare me. Like I, maybe that's part of the culture of that, of those sports. Look, I don't, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. My, my vocabulary is still very much based in, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. That's my shit. Yeah. Like the, 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 the rampant use of rad and gnarly is part of my vernacular. Sure. But like when it comes with the, yeah, dude, it's fucking like, you know, <laughs> uh, it's fucking throwing up gang signs and shit. I'm like, you can get out, dude. Like this is no, no, nah. Yeah, like, it it feels forced. I think that's the issue. Yes, that's your spot on there. But however, the gameplay for me anyway, because I I've played I played it pretty extensively. I mean, for a beta, and you you have to get past sort of like the introduction of it, whatever. And once you kind of once everything kind of opens up to you, there's the gameplay is really satisfying to me. Like I I enjoy doing all the tricks on the bike and the snowboard and everything. Like it's really cool, but here in my opinion i'm not sold on the fact that that's a 60 dollars game at least for me i don't know that that's a game i would pay 60 bucks for so anyway and then uh i'll just work in reverse here on my list so i've also uh last night tried to play the hell let loose beta uh with travis which is the world war ii uh, realistic shooter that is in beta right now on ps5 until the 31st and I was ha- I was having some internet problems and my internet eventually shit the bed and so it just kicked me off. I literally got to play like ten minutes, but so I don't really have much of an opinion on the game yet, other than it's definitely hyper realistic. I tried to drive a tank for a little bit and I was having to shift gears in the tank and shit on the D pad and couldn't figure out why the fuck it wouldn't go. Uh, so if if that's the type of shooter that you're into, a very realistic shift you have to shift gears in the tank <laughs> style of shooter then it's probably for you but if you just want to you know pop heads and you know mash the trigger in that's not your game uh it's really the only thing i can say so far about it and then also played split gate as well like i talked with you about earlier and i i'm really taken by that game i i, I enjoy it way more than, than i ever thought i would 
and I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll play that off and on until Battlefield comes out, and I'll see how I feel after that. But I have a pretty good hunch that Battlefield will pull me away from that pretty easily. And then uh, played Wipeout this week, and really just because we were talking about on the show last week how there's a rumor that Lucid Games is making a Wipeout game for PS5 and the next PSVR, and so it kind of got me in the mood and downloaded the Omega Collection, played a little bit of that. Uh, fantastic games, but didn't play too, too much. And then played just a smidge of FIFA 21 as well, and uh, getting ready for FIFA 22. That's really it for me. Uh, in terms of what I'm going to look forward to or play in the week ahead is I'm going to give that Call of Duty Alpha a try. Uh, check that out. I'm going to try to play some more Hell Let Loose and see if I can you know, not have my internet shit the bed on me. And that's really about it. I'm trying to think of anything that's coming out this week that I'm interested in playing. I don't, I don't think so. So probably just more of the same for me. But that's about it. And uh, unless you have anything else to add, we'll, we'll get out of here. Yeah, no, uh, I'll probably, I'll, I'll hope to check out, uh, 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 I expect you to die too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We are at some point this week. It's just, it's such a prick to set up the PSVR. <laughs> All the cables and everything. Oh, it's just fucked. So it's always reluctant. Like, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that'll be the one I'll check out the most. I'll just sort of, you know, see where the week takes me, I guess. Yeah. It's getting, we're getting ready to get just hammered by fall games. You know, I'm looking forward to Deathloop, which is in a few weeks. And then we get Far oh, Cry. Deathloop is, is like real soon. Yeah. It's like two, maybe three. It's on the 14th, I think. So we got that coming. We've got Far Cry coming. We've got Battlefield. We've got, um, you know, we'll get to the Call of Duties and shit, which I probably won't play that. And then Dying Light in December. So it's coming. We just have to, have to steal our minds. It's on the way. But uh, Ryan, thank you again, man, for joining me and filling in for Travis. I really appreciate you doing it. I know you're a busy guy. You got a day job. You got a got a family. You do multiple shows. So I very much appreciate you hopping on here and doing this with me. And I've I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm more than happy, man. I, I, this was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really uh, I really appreciate. It. It, was, it was very nice to get the message uh, on on the twitters, um, and it's 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 been good. I love fucking chatting PlayStation at the best of times. And I love chatting PlayStation with, with, you know, people that I haven't before. So yeah, anytime, literally anytime. Sweet. Well, if you guys enjoyed hearing Ryan on the show here, be sure to check out his show as well. It's for the players. It's the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. You can find it as well on all of the usual podcast services around the world. Uh, I'm sure that uh, some people will be a little confused as to why, you know, I've got this Australian bloke on the show this week, Ryan, but <laughs> And uh, if any of your your folks listen as well, they're going to be like, where the hell did Ryan get this cowboy hillbilly motherfucker from? So, <laughs> uh, so there will be, it's a little bit of a meeting of the worlds, but it's been fun. And again, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll get out of here. If you guys enjoy the show again, don't forget to subscribe and share and review and all that good shit and find us on Twitter. If you want to tell us how much you enjoyed it, or you want to tell us that it sucked, that's fine too. And you guys take care. Have a great week. Stay safe. We'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye.